dropped off a pretty little girl Same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus She walked right over me Face down in the gum on the floor Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. It is a Thursday afternoon. This is uh, September 1st. Tonight will be the first hometown headliners. So we obviously will be previewing the next week's in the shout-outs. When you hear this, it will already have taken place last night. But it looks like it's going to be a beautiful night. A little, not cold front, but a dry front came in. Not as humid uh, over the last night. It was kind of nice. Yeah. So I think tonight they're going to be a great night. So hopefully people are going out there to the square tonight, 7 to 9 o'clock, listening to that. And again, when we get to our shout-out portion, we will mention next week's hometown headliner and who will be playing then. Again, a shout-out to the Chamber of Commerce for doing that. Two separate month-long music opportunities, live music opportunities on the historic Hernando Square. Just a really neat thing to get out and try and enjoy the weather, enjoy uh, fellowship with others, and uh, so proud of them and glad that they would do that and really, really appreciate them uh, doing that uh, the Thursdays in June and the Thursdays in September, no doubt about it, Derek. But a turn in the weather, I said last week on the last Friday show, one of my favorite things to do in my 20s was when Heather and I were newly married, roll the windows down, drive all around Olive Branch, come down to Hernando, go to South Haven, look at different houses and stuff like that. So if you're uh, in your 20s and maybe don't have kids pulling you in 37 different directions yet, maybe something you want to do this weekend. And if you're ready to take the plunge into the DeSoto County real estate market when it comes to buying or selling a home, please consider using or reaching out to our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County. There is no disputing. They've won multiple awards, won years of top producing teams. They are ranked nationally as a top producing team. Of course, I'm speaking about our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 66 years of combined real estate experience, thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They were also recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. It is currently a great time to list your home and they are offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, how long houses are staying on the market on your street, how fast they're closing. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from your realtor to move your house into Soda County. Call them 662-449-1700, 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Simply put your desires in the filters for the website, number of bedrooms, bathrooms, zip code, all that information anywhere in the Mid-South, and let teamcouch.com. As I mentioned moments ago, if you're ready to make the plunge into the DeSoto County real estate market, no better team to work with than Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. Give them a call, 662-449-1700. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Podcast recorded on this beautiful Thursday afternoon at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios, located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken, right here in Hernando. Cars, trucks, passenger vans, cargo vans. Maybe a little bit late for uh, Labor Day travel as you listen to this show on a Friday or Saturday uh, right around Labor Day weekend. But uh, we do have tons of room in the October and November months if you're traveling for a football game. Uh, We've booked a couple of football road trips here in the last couple of weeks so we are ready to serve you at Mobile Cars and Vans. 662-469-4555 Again, 662- 
469-4555 Body Shop Work, Transmission Work. If you're turning your car in for one day, one week, or one month, let us help you. Think local, spend local, mobile cars and vans located right here under the water tower, 662-469-4555. Well, Matt, we're going to turn our attention uh, directly to the autumn meeting that won't end. This will be the third of the budget discussions, and it will continue again till Thursday. Now, they did adjourn this meeting, uh, which I will get to at the end, but they went ahead and covered all the other departments except for one. Uh, on Wednesday at noon. So this was yesterday at noon. They took this up. Again, this is on YouTube. We were able to see this at this time. The only one they left uh, till next time, Matt, is the public sector, the utility department, basically. So they are going to do that during the regular meeting. And I'll kind of get to you what the timeline looks like for the rest of, of how this is going to work at the end of this discussion. They really started out with the police, but I'm going to do it a little differently. Uh, I'm going to talk about the general revenue first. So okay. uh, we do now have the whole budget. Uh, we want to say uh, thank you to uh, Alderman Wicker uh, for kind of providing that to us what was presented, uh, kind of allowing us to look to be able to see. Uh, and so this is obviously not an approved budget. This is just discussion points. And the first thing that it starts with is revenue. So, you know, what is the city bringing in to base the expenses off of? I uh, want to go ahead and say this off the top. They are not requesting a tax increase. Correct. There will be no tax, no millage tax increase. Now, you, they, you will see that the increase in taxes is going up, the property taxes, but that is from because the values of your property have increased. The tax assessors went by, and I think uh, the 7% was the number given for most properties in DeSoto County. So the value of the properties in Hernando did go up 7%. The millage, or what does the, uh, this, you know, the board can actually raise is not going up. So the value of the property goes up, which means your taxes may go up slightly, That's but right. it's not the board's doing. It's still the same amount has been for years, right? That I is mean, correct. How long now? Do you know? Um, they haven't changed it in about four or five years. Right. Actually, I think 18 was like maybe the last 16, 17 or 18 was the last time they raised uh, the millage. Gotcha. All right, next, uh, the franchise taxes are up $40,000, so that's good. Uh, Brownfield grant is shown on there as a revenue source, so of $150,000, but this will have to be spent. So basically, whatever they request you know, f as the grant, they do have to spend that grant, so that's kind of a wash. The sales tax for 2023 is budgeted at $5.4 million. So that is kind of what, and he's keeping that, and that's he, the mayor, is keeping that level to what is projected for the last month of this year. We should be at $5.4 million finishing up this year. That's what he's projecting for next year. Now, that is uh, about 500000 over budget. The budget for 2022 was $4.9 million. We're actually going to get to 5.4, so that's a, a net positive for the city. Yes. But he's going to keep it the same next year. Uh, there's a $200,000 increase in ambulance revenue. So I guess, unfortunately, people are right. using the ambulance a lot. Uh, so because that's what that's kind of matching what's going on this year, the rent income will decrease. So the, the city does receive rent for the Gale Center and other things. It's going to decrease because the drug court moved out to the new facility that we've talked about Correct. next to the jail. Although uh, there's $1.135 million in new cash from loan proceeds. So the, that it does count as a revenue. It is an in, you know, a source of income or source of cash for the, uh, the city. That's the $350,000 for the Sally Port that was not started this year. It's carrying over to next year, as well as the animal shelter. The animal shelter has started. The slab has not yet been poured. So the majority of that loan will be spent in 2023. Derek, someone commented on my uh, idea for paying for the animal shelter. Mm -hmm. Remember last year I yeah. said if we, if we were to do a uh, cage match for a lion and a tiger, 
uh, that, that we could raise money for the animal shelter. Oh, they liked that? No, they didn't like that. I, I did not think so. No. <laughs> they did not like my idea. So, so the animal I, fighting. The animal, well, animal fighting. Animal cage fighting was not a, uh, a way to pay for the animal shelter. So, sh- you know, look, if that person's not a capitalist, uh, that's fine. If you're fine, that's fine. I just told you how we could pay for the entire animal shelter uh, in a weekend. That's pretty much how Michael Vick was trying to supplement his income. I'm just too. saying. Just, I mean, in a weekend, we could get this done. Right. Well, like I said, it's kind of a, it'd be a maimed lion and tiger. So, I mean, their better days are behind them. So, um, you know, we can, we can, they would probably sacrifice themselves for the, uh, the better good. Oh, okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Get away from the animal shelter. Uh, we will have a uh, carryover. Uh, the checking account is going to have projected to have 2484000 right. carried over from 2022 to 2023. So that is, uh, you know, amount that could still be spent in 2023 as part of the cash that the city has. So that could be spent. And the total revenue, again, that includes loans, that includes grants, uh, some, uh, that includes a $2.1 million MPO grant that's going to be the Mackinville Overlay north of 269 that I will talk about in the expense portion here in a little while. That includes that part. So the total revenue for the city is 21142301 How does that compare to the last five years? Hey, last year it was... Sixteen five, but let me, and again, this a is lot where of we're grants and stuff. That's right. That so, and that's Andrew Miller wanted to make sure. Hey, look, please make it known that we do not have five million dollars that we can just spend on anything we want to. Uh, no, this a- was, Andrew said, "I want to put it on the record." That's what he says. Record. Put it yes. on the record. Put it on the record. Oh, he said, "Make sure." sure that, no, he wants this out like in a publication, yeah. <laughs> like when they send it out. So, if you take out the two point two million dollar grant and the one point one million dollar loan, again, we just I just talked about both of those. The budget is eighteen point nine million dollars net of the Mackinville Road, which is two million dollars. So, excuse me, it was not sixty nine. That's right. It was two million dollars over twenty twenty two. Another thing that uh, Alderman Miller asked about was the contingency. Right now, it's about six hundred. Fifty thousand. They are increasing that to eight hundred twenty-five thousand uh, dollars for the next year, and he wants to see that number go up. He made mention that basically uh, a healthy municipality, and this is just basically kind of what the general rule is: a healthy municipality has six months of operating expenses in contingency. Meaning, if it doesn't collect a single thing, we can operate for six months. If there's something catastrophic that happens, that is right. And so, right now, the eight hundred twenty-five thousand is about two and a half months. So we need another. So they would like to see this number about three million dollars. Right. They're slowly part of this goal of the board is to get it to that over the next three to five years, uh, to get to that three million dollars. Now Andrew and you know Doc Harris made mention. He said, "Look, Andrew said I remember when we were trying to get a hundred, sure, because we were everything was breaking even, and like we may have fifty thousand left over, right. and now we're up to eight hundred twenty-five thousand. Well, that's what they're budgeting for. We'll see if it's approved. But right now, that's a contingency trying to set aside working toward." A six-month number. Well, money in a savings account is is, is that's great. That's I what mean, it is. Good, yeah, good for them to keep that as a good goal, and maybe by the end of this board having two and a half, three million dollars, it would be a very good goal for them. So, good job. All right, next we're going to start going to the different departments. The first one talked about, as I mentioned, and this is how the meeting was started, was the police department. So, the police department uh, is asking for several things. This is what they're going to ask for increases sent from their 2022 budget: seventy thousand dollar increase in the gas and oil. Uh, uniforms, $2,000 increase because they're hiring more officers, having to replace some older you know, uniforms. Professional services, uh, which counts for like maybe about they, the main thing in that one was trying to buy two new cameras. Uh, they call that professional services, $10,000 increase. Uh, the insurance is going up $20,000. That's both, this is not the uh, health insurance. This is like liability for the, the cars and that sort of thing. An outside vehicle, $10,000. This is for repairs, not to purchase one. Right. Uh, $10,000 for repairs on vehicles. Uh, the uh, prisoner housing expense 
up $10,000 and prisoner expenses. So like having to, you know, bring them to and from that sort of thing, $5,000 increase. And then another, one of the capital expenditures is the purchase of $5,000 worth of computers. So the total increase from 2022 to 2023 in the police budget is $133,000. That's pretty conservative, right? That's, it's very conservative. Yeah. Uh, and they, he's This was presented by the police chief, an increase of $135,000. Yeah, I mean, I, and so, and good. some of that's actually offset because he they, he's decreasing legal expenses by ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they paid back about one hundred eighty thousand dollars in loans. Okay, so it's kind of a you know. So he's saying it's kind of a wash. Now this is on the expenditures. Something that is not a wash uh, is the increase in pay. Mm-hmm. So his biggest thing. So that was just on the uh, the increase in the in his request. The pay request is separate from that, the personnel oh, okay. expense. All right, so that is different. And so what he's asking for on the personnel expense is to increase every police officer pay by $2 an hour. Okay. Now, that, that's not 4%. That is more than 4% right. that the mayor said. But he wants to, and he did a great job, and I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Here, there's a great chart. If you watch this, it's within the first 15 minutes of the, uh, of the presentation. So Hernando right now, this is with the $2 increase if it happens if it happens the you know, patrol officer one so somebody right off right out of the academy straight on the on the street twenty dollars an hour is what they would be paying south haven is twenty four fifty the sheriff's department is is about to was just bumped to twenty four olive branch twenty four sixteen horn lake is about to take theirs to twenty four so it's still four dollars below correct uh, the other ones, and that kind of, if you're looking across the board, I'm not going to go through every line item, but basically we're about still three or so dollars on average below everybody else in the county on what they pay. Give or take 20%. Right. That, that's the current pay scale. What he would like to do is take it up to $2. So right now we're three and change on average. That would take us basically to one and change on right. average. So now the, the guy starting off would be $22 an hour. Right. Uh, and so the, the, the next level up, 24 et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of what he wants to do. Now, that is the proposed price scale. That's what he has in his budget. That's what he would like to see taxed. That would be an $80,000 increase uh, on its own uh, over last year, 81588 is what he presented last night. He did show another one, a, uh, an alternate pay increase, where he literally matches – $4. Everybody, right. he, like he, he tries to match basically the sheriff's department right there. Uh, it's kind of what he was modeling his off of, because South Haven's bigger, but the sheriff's department kind of modeling off that. But, so if he took everything up to that 3 to $4 range, that would be $191,000 more. He gave that to them as an alternate. Right. Hey, look, you know, if, yeah. if you make cuts everywhere else and you want to pay our guys what the, the county's paying, this is what it is, but I at least want the $2. Understand. That's what he did. So again, it was a great job uh, by the police chief. You know, there was a couple questions. I, oh, one of the questions asked was so you don't need any officers and he said no he said actually it was said i would love officers of course but i'm not requesting this year because we got the two from the state Mm -hmm. that the school board right right, is requested the state's paying for we've got those that's going to fill us out and he was interviewing somebody i believe yesterday after the meeting and if that person was hired which he kind of felt pretty good that they were then um they would actually be at a hundred percent of what they have asked for. So, like, they don't have any police vacancy right. or, or patrolman vacancies at this time. So That's different than the two years ago when we started this podcast. That's a – and, again, the city of Fernando is the size to where we could have 50 officers. That's right. And we're But we're somewhere in the high 30s. Yeah. But he feels confident and good that that's working on a good schedule. Well, I mean, because we, we hired this five this right, year, right? Sure. So, it was yes. like two at the beginning, three in April. Uh, now, he's got two more given to him right. by the – you know, the, the or yeah. the – the school system. The school helps, system's yes. asking for them. The state's paying for them. That or the school system's paying part of it. Whatever. And that's kind of what 
So yeah, so he's gotten seven new officers in the last year. He's saying we're pretty good right now. Not you know next year. And if you want to give me ten more, I'll take them. But sure. obviously that's not in the budget. And so yeah, so no new requests for new officers. And uh, again, we'll be a hundred percent filled on patrolmen. Uh, you know, I guess right now as we're taping, Derek, as we watch um, across the country. Uh, police officers, police chiefs, police stations, larger cities typically complaining. I mean, I think Memphis has a major police shortage yep. and all that stuff. And the fact that our police chief feels comfortable with the staff we have and can stand in front of the Board of Aldermen and say, hey, feel good about it, uh, what we're doing, and, and feel not, like you said, we could have 50 officers, but high 30s, we feel comfortable at that number. Man, what a blessing. So happy about that. Yeah, and, I, and in the budget, I didn't mention this, in the budget is seven new cars. I mean, yeah. that's but that's kind of a – every year they have to replace a certain number. It, that's the same number he requested last year, so that's not an increase. Uh, and then for the two, the two officers that they're getting that the school board has helped pay for – they uh, actually had a couple old explorers that they're right. going to give to them, so that they didn't request them for that. So again, every all in all, that that was his budget presentation. Next one was the dispatch. Very easily, not much change in that department. They're looking for two new positions, but their total increase in that budget is two point four seven percent increase. Alderman felt pretty good about it. Right. They addressed that last year on the show. We talked about that hiring new people, working on their schedule. So good job by them. And, and, and again, most of that 2.47 increase, of course, is salaries, right, you know, sure. that sort of thing. Uh, next, the street department. Now, street department is separate from the utility you know, department or the, the, public, the public works. So that's going to be, again, talked about on Tuesday. A lot of the street department revenue comes from the general fund and from the lottery fund. The revenue estimate is to stay at $980,000 from lottery. So that's what the mayor is projecting is $980,000 coming from the lottery fund, which is what we got in 2022. Right now, there's $1.248 million in the bank account for streets sitting in, the, in a, a separate bank account. So the mayor is asking to allocate $1.5 million from the lottery fund for the street paving just from that fund. So again, for 2023, uh, with the $1.248 million in there right now, plus $980,000 more coming in, he wants to allocate $1.5 million just for street paving. Uh, small increases in several other areas, but the biggest saving is dropping the street overlay from 900000 to four to 500000 Now you're saying, whoa, 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 what, what are you talking about? Well, in the past, the general fund had funded $900,000 towards street overlays and you know street repaving, but now the mayor's cutting that down to 400000 because he's increasing, again, sure. $1.5 is coming from that lottery account. So there's going to be a total of $1.9 million for street overlays and street uh, pavings just inside the city of Hernando, which is the largest I know we've had in a while. Let's do it. Uh, striping is looking to increase about $15,000 because unfortunately there's only one company you can use to stripe streets, which is pretty crazy. Okay. Well, so uh, that may be a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> hint right there to young people listening. If you want to get in the business of striping things that, uh, not a lot of competition out there. Yep. Utilities, uh, are streetlight bills. So more poles means more money. So there's, you know, the utilities have gone up a little bit on the budget. Uh, they're is showing that, that that's kind of like a strip club. <laughs> I'm just saying. You okay. just said more polls, more money. I mean, right there. And, that, and that, that's a business plan. <laughs> that is, that that is, that, that's that is what, a business model. That is a business model. <laughs> that I mean, that's what happened model. to Platinum. They need, they, they, that's, it fell, fell apart. You, I'm sorry. More polls, more money. I mean, come okay. on. Sorry. We digress. Uh, all right. So also showing in the streets budget is the $2.7 million overlay of the Mackinville north of 269. This is what I just mentioned. We're getting $2.2 million in, $2.1, $2.2 million in on, a, on an MPO grant. We have to turn around and spend $2.7 million. Now, you know what I'm talking about. This is in that, as you're going north of 269, going toward Pleasant Hill Road. I mean, it is, it's bad. There's yeah, sections. Sure. I mean, there's dips. 
And basically, they're getting this starting over the next year or so, getting the road ready for when the school is finished in 2025. It'll already be paved nice or whatever. That will be done sometime or at least started in 2023. Uh, so, but that is outside of the 1.9 million for the street. This is a separate, its own thing by itself. This will be so when this is passed, the largest year of paving expenditures in Hernando history. So, if you take the 2.7 million. Plus the 1.9 million. I mean, that is a in five 4.6 million dollars of asphalt poured into so in in Hernando. Excuse me, in 2023. Is any of that in Notting Hill? Because we're going to get a text. <laughs> we're going to get a text, or we're going to get some complaints. Well, well you got 1.9 million dollars to go. And around. again, we have nothing to do with we that. We're just to do with that. Call, hey, you know what? Call your alderman. Uh, he probably gets text too. <laughs> Please call your alderman. Just say call your alderman, whoever that alderman is for Notting Hill. Uh, just saying. Whoever that, we have nothing to do with it. We just report nothing the news. To do with it. Nothing. nothing to do with it. We just report the news. All right. Next, we're going to the admin budget. Uh, the admin budget asking again for four percent raises across the board, other than those that were specifically requested. The mayor also wants to bring the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. So fifteen dollars an hour and or four percent raise uh, for everybody in the admin department and basically everybody across the city. All uh, are shown in this budget. So the the budget shows the, all the. The new salary is at 4%. The legal expense, he did reduce by $30,000, which is going to match what it was this year. And then tax collection fees are set equal to this year. So, again, he kind of kept everything. Whatever they brought in for this year is what he put it for the line item next year, being conservative on most of the revenue uh, line items. Next, animal services. Matt, here we go. Back to the animal shelter. Which, again, we could pay for instantly. No. no. We could uh, pay for instantly. We'd be in the news a little bit. We would be in the news slightly for a short time. The cycle it would cycle over, uh, and we would have this thing paid for. Oh, okay, over one weekend. All right. So in animal services, the salaries have almost doubled. Now we obviously everybody kind of knows why. The animal shelter will need a new director, two full time animal control, and two more employees. They currently have one full time and one part time employee, and so again they have to get to a director, two full time, and two more uh, outside of that. Andrew Miller wanted to reduce that back to six months of salary. So in other words, hey, look, you can't budget for a full year if you know the building is not going to be done for six months. Let, let's cut that back to what six months of salary you know would be. However, the police chief said, look, I understand that, but we need to put at least one person for the full time because. We're having to have officers right now go pick up animals, go clean up some stuff, help you know scrub the the current shelter that they have. Like my officers are doing that, and we're having to pay overtime for them yeah, to do sure. that. So can we get at least one full time person? And of course, and you know, Alderman Miller understood. The rest of them understood. So what they are going to end up amending that to? It's, a, r- it's show, a rough job, Derek. It is a rough job. <laughs> Ruff, Ruff. Uh, so three Sorry. three salaries for the full year. And then the two other salaries will be put at six months. So kind of splitting that up to make the budget kind of hopefully be as close as possible to actual. Uh, now, one good thing was they did mention how some of the, you know, the, the dog food, uh, dog uh, or dog and cat food, dog and cat. Animal food. Just, well, just, uh, yeah, all the expenses that go around with having right, animals, sure. right, all that's increasing because they're going to be able to take in more. But they did want to make mention that AWG just donated a full pallet of dog food. Mm-hmm. And so they do think for the first year Expired or so, in 2019. <laughs> no, but who's counting? Expired in 2019. <laughs> thanks for, the, thanks for the, the delivery. Hey, you know, 
<laughs> that, that just, that's just a sell by date. That doesn't mean it oh, expires. I mean, expire. come on now. We yeah. can we could solve this problem instantly. But I do think that AWG will work with the you know the, uh, next first year or two. They're going to try to get in with the absolutely. You probably can call them up and get stuff from them every now and then. But uh, uh, after that, you know, probably the next 2024, 2025 budget, they may have to increase that some. And there is also people still donating that help offset all the veterinary services. They have it in for forty five thousand dollars for next year for veterinary services, but they did have, I think he said, around $50,000 donated this year for the same thing. So, again, a lot of that's what he can't promise it's going to be a wash every year, but does feel like some of that will be offset by revenue. Uh, and then finally, the utility fund department. Uh, the utility fund, as I said, will be covered during the meeting on Tuesday. That will be the last department. Then next Wednesday, they will have a public meeting to debate what should be added cut. So, in other words, Tuesday night they'll hear from everybody. That will be the last new one. meeting. New meeting. New meeting. So that, but you know, it'll be whatever else they have to handle during that meeting. Plus the utility fund. That will be the last department. So next Wednesday will be a, a meeting where it's a public forum. Okay, we've seen the whole budget. What are we taking out? Are we giving the police everything he wants? Are we giving fire everything they want? What are we doing here? They're going to hash it out. Depending on how long that takes, they may adopt it that night, or if not, they still have another Tuesday. Right. They can call a meeting. Before the fifteenth on the Thursday, so they have another Tuesday where they can call a meeting, and you know go ahead and get this passed before the fifteenth. So they sounds like they have a plan to try to have it done maybe by next Wednesday, but definitely before the fifteenth. So again, this is a lot. I know some of y'all may be snoozing right now. This is what happened during the meeting. This is why this is the only news we're going to have for you today because it's very important, and we hope that everybody understands. This is how you know you want to run for government. <laughs> this is what you get to sure. do. Uh, but the main thing is, is this is where your dollars are going. And so we hope that we were able to give you the best that we could over the last two episodes. And then again, we'll talk about the Alderman meeting coming up next Tuesday, uh, just to break this down for y'all. And uh, if you know if you have any questions, again, please contact your alderman. Thank you, Derek, for all that coverage and watching the YouTube videos and, uh, pay, you know, paying attention, trying to educate our listeners as best you can when it comes to, uh, you know, the expenses, different things in the budget. Um, there's a lot that goes into running a city. Uh, and we have on our little board, Derek, I'll go ahead and say this. We mentioned the, we've yet to mention the Mississippi flooding happening down in central Mississippi. The Pearl River has crested. It crested on Monday and began to recede. And uh, so that is a wonderful thing down in, Missis in central Mississippi that the floodwaters are receding. But part of the last 20 minutes that you covered the Board of Aldermen, covered the mayor and the Board of Aldermen and all the people talking about budgets and discussions, I can say this about everybody on that board. They care about Hernando. They they want the, what's best for their kids, what's best for their constituents, and they, that's what they're going to fight for. And let me just say this about Jackson, Mississippi, our capital city. It is very sad to see what has happened down there. And um, I'll just simply say when you have people in office that do things and uh, radically and they're pursuing things radically and they are pursuing uh, things maybe for themselves versus the constituents, it is um, you get what you what you get what you sign up for. And right. I'll just say that. So uh, thank you to the Board of Aldermen. Thank you for those people that have continued meeting after meeting, hour after hour, going over the uh, budget and trying to get us moving in a good direction. Not saying we aren't, but I'm saying keep us moving in a solid direction. And I will go back to this. Thank you to the Board of Aldermen for saying a contingency fund. We need money and savings so we can have money if there's any issues or any problems like that. So good for them uh, when it comes to that. Really, really appreciate that. And our, and our hearts and prayers do go out to those people in central Mississippi that are struggling with the flood with those different things happening and hopefully there are sunnier days ahead for them for sure no easy segue to this Derek but to mention this I mean part of life and what I've been talking about for the last seven eight months uh, when I when I read this ad 
is flood insurance. And that's definitely an important thing. Central Mississippi having to deal with that right now. Thousands and thousands of homes affected when it comes to flood insurance. And if you're in the market for new insurance or potentially saying, hey, I'm paying too much for my car insurance, my home insurance, my property insurance, whatever that is, and want to take a look at possibly making a move, contact our longtime sponsor, Holland Insurance. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. Holland Insurance is located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County. They work with companies as large as Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, Old Republic, Progressive, Travelers, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Aetna, some of the largest insurance companies in the entire world trust Holland Insurance to be their representative in DeSoto County. Call them today, 662-895-5528. If you possess a Mississippi insurance license and are considering a change when it comes to commercial insurance, both part-time and full-time, reach out to Jerry Holland and Bruce Robinson for a possible change when it comes to your insurance career. They are looking for good quality people to join one of the fastest growing insurance companies in all the Mid-South. Call them today, 662-895-5528. Thank you again, Holland Insurance. Well, Derek, speaking of sunny days, hopefully this Saturday morning is definitely a sunny day to get out and enjoy one of the best things in all of DeSoto County. Every Saturday morning, the historic Hernando Square is transformed to the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. Currently with over 50 vendors every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 to 1 on the historic Hernando Square. Over 50 vendors are ready to serve you each and every Saturday. Some of those vendors include Southern Cookie Queen, Brown Dairy Farms, Kendall Cattle Beef, Jones Orchard, Kills Country Market, Coffee Central, Miss Pat's Homemade Pound Cakes, literally a number of different things. Everything from plants to pound cakes to jams to honey you name it, right there on the uh, Hernando Farmer's Market. Get out this Saturday and please support Ms. Gia Matheny and the wonderful team with the Hernando Farmer's Market as they continue to grow each and every week. We wish them nothing but the best for the remainder of the fall season. They'll run through October and then they'll have a special Farmer's Market for Dickens of a Christmas in mid-November. Thank you again to our seasonal sponsor, the wonderful gym that is the Hernando Farmer's Market. Middle of our Friday show always turns us to the DeSoto County shoutouts, opportunity to shine some light on nonprofits, people trying to uh, bring more awareness to their project, bring more awareness to their event as they raise money. We mentioned it as the show kicked off. Hometown headliners kicking off every Thursday during the month of September. Get out 7 to 9, enjoy live music, see friends, visit with friends, enjoy the beautiful weather. Wonderful thing. Thank you to the Chamber of Commerce again for doing that. Hometown headliners every Thursday night in September. And then, Derek, something happening uh, as you listen to the show. Something happened on the first Friday of September. What you got? First Friday, Back Porch Party is tonight. So when you're listening to this, it is tonight. Uh, we know that there's uh, high school games going on too, but the uh, no, Hernando plays away tonight. On the road, yeah. On the road. So if you're not going to Cleveland, which we will cover in our sports section, uh, we do want you to hopefully come out to the First Friday, Back Porch Party at the DeSoto Arts Council, the little white building just north of the square, 7 to 9 p.m. Stephen Michael will be playing uh, tonight. Stephen Michael. So, again, he's a great talent. If you've never heard him, great songwriter, uh, please come out and listen. It should be an absolutely beautiful night. Uh, again, if you're a member, the first drink uh, is free. Uh, if you're a non-member, then uh, drinks are five dollars. They'll have some kind of pickup food, that sort of thing. So please come out and just support the Arts Council. The gift shop will be open if you kind of want to look around. You also see a wonderful exhibit that's going on right now in the Arts Council. So again, tonight, seven to nine p.m. Not going to the game. Please come to the Sutter Arts Council. 
Our next one, Derek, is going to take place next Thursday night, kicking off the weekend. Next Thursday night, September 8th, a wonderful uh, asset, a wonderful part of uh, Hernando, Derek. We've covered it numerous times. You see it all the time, whether it be on social media or certainly see some of the vans driving around. The Palmer Home, just a wonderful place. They work so hard to touch lives and improve those situations that they they are in, Derek. And uh, it's going to be one of their annual fundraisers, not taking place in the Hernando area this year, but Definitely supporting Hernando. Tell us about that. The Shotguns and Sunflowers Party. Shotguns and Sunflowers will take place Thursday, as you mentioned, September 8th. It'll be the Memphis Hunt and Polo Club starting at 6 p.m. Now, the Palmer Home invites you to join them for a garden and gun-inspired outdoor culinary experience that celebrates Southern culture, libations, and live music in an elegant avenue. This event benefits the Palmer Home, of course, and their efforts to provide children and families with the resources they need to thrive. Again, just a wonderful, unique event. I'm sure it's going to be very, very nice. So come out for Shotgun and Sunflowers next Thursday, September 8th, at the Memphis Hunt and Polo Club at 6 p.m. Something else, Derek, I will just say this. I noticed on Instagram they are having a special event in Startville and in Oxford. So please visit palmerhome.org for that. That's palmerhome.org for more information of a, an opportunity. I think it's a little tailgate opportunity to raise money in Starville and then a couple of weeks later do the same thing in Oxford. I know the one in Oxford is going to be October 22nd, okay. a tailgate for uh, Palmer Home to raise money. So, you know, palmerhome.org, visit that. Derek, we mentioned them, uh, I swear, they're on the um, they're on the DeSoto County Shoutouts two or three times a week. <laughs> Tell us more or what's going on a little bit later in the month when it comes to the DeSoto Arts Council as they have a night of competition but also a night to raise money and uh, possibly walk out uh, and, and head home with some nice wines september 22nd the desoto arts council will have three blind wines that's thursday september 22nd from 7 to 9 p.m now here's here's what, how this works so they're going to have different vendors different wine vendors across uh, the county cork and barrel of hernando hernando wine and spirits desoto wine and liquor divine wines and spirits of south haven grapevine liquor and wine of south haven and the Wine Cellar of Olive Branch. Find any of those places. You go and you pick what you think is the best bottle of wine, whether it be white or red, what you think tastes the best. Buy three of those bottles, pay your $40 to come to the event, and two of those bottles of wine that you bring will be blinded. They'll be covered up. They'll be hidden. Nobody can tell what they are. You're not going to know where they're going to be sat. And they're going to have a table of everybody that shows up. They're going to have tables lined up with this wine. Everybody's going to get a token uh, and a cup when they walk in the door. And you will be able to taste every wine that you want to in that place. Once you figure out which one you think tastes the best, you're going to take your little doubloon or token and you're going to put it in that cup. And then the one at the end of the night that has the most votes using the doubloons, using the little coins, uh, will win. And the winner will get a bottle of everybody's wine. So again, you're bringing three, two will be used for tasting. One will be put in the, just a, a box. Uh, and then you'll get to go home with a one bottle of everybody else's wine. So this is a, could be a huge way to stock your cellar. You're taking teams of two. It could be a spouse. It could be a friend. It could be a girlfriend. It could be a boyfriend, whatever. Uh, teams of two, $40 plus your three bottles of wine show up for a wonderful night. There will be hors d'oeuvres or charcuterie plate, those sort of things. You'll have water to be able to kind of cleanse your palate in between each tasting. So again, it's going to be a wonderful night. Thursday, September 22nd, 7 to 9 p.m., all of the proceeds to benefit the DeSoto Arts Council. I like the name, Derek. That's th- Three Blind Wine. Um, some people may struggle walking out of there. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, as far as vision goes, yeah. You know? pl- please uh, uh, set up drive safely. Accordingly. Yeah, yeah. Drive, yeah, drive safely and plan accordingly. Uh, if you're not seeing well when you're leaving the uh, Arts Council, uh, they can help out with that for sure. But uh, the Arts Council does a great job uh, education, uh, local education with youth, and they do a wonderful job just uh, spreading the word of art all across the Soto County. So uh, another gem uh, of a thing that we have here in Hernando. Something else coming up that's always a wonderful wonderful event here in the city of Hernando is our 2022 Water Tower Festival presented by Legacy New Homes on September 24th. That's Saturday, September 24th. Also, some of the sponsors, of course, uh, one of our, our former uh, studio sponsor, the HowToBarbecueRight.com. Malcolm Shop will be one of the big sponsors with that. Nine to three. That's nine to three. And then later that night, Derek, seven to nine, there will be live music on the courthouse lawn. So you're going to have something on Thursday night. Then uh, two days later, you're going to have another opportunity for live music from seven to nine. So the festival is actually from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come out. It's a uh, very A-Fair-esque. It's not quite that big, but very A-Fair-esque. 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on that Saturday. And then Saturday, seven to nine that night, live music on the historic Hernando Square. You can visit HernandoMS.org. That's HernandoMS.org for more information. Or you can always call the Chamber of Commerce at 662-429-9055. That's 662-429-9055 for the 2022 Water Tower Festival. Man, Derek, September is a very busy month in the city. Tons and tons of stuff to do. Uh, Hopefully you'll at least get out and do something. Can you you go to one? I'm dumping to the wines. Okay, so you're going to go to the wine <laughs> thing. Go to the wines. That's on Thursday night. Uh, go to I'll, I'll, I'll usually make the water tower at least walk through. That, that'll be a fun time, especially if it's a beautiful Saturday. That's after the first day of fall. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, we, it, let's hope that weather bites I mean, or you know, kind of comes down. I'd love to be out there that Saturday. Always a lot of fun. Thank you to all the DeSoto County shout-outs that we were able to talk about. Visit those websites we mentioned. You can always email us about your nonprofit event that's coming up, underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Again, that's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. We'd love to shine light on your uh, nonprofits and different things that we're doing right here in the Hernando area. Well, Derek, we're going to talk here shortly about uh, our weekend, talk about the different things, ball games and stuff like that. And part of the ball games are definitely going to be uh, tailgates and seeing friends you haven't seen in a while. And uh, if you want to improve your smile before you see people again for the fall season, where can you go? You can go to DeSoto Family Dental Care, which has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. UTW Podcast continues to be sponsored by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, 
gate repair, fence repair, anything on the outside of your home or office, give Richard a call. Let him come out and take a look at the project. If he can't do the job for you, he'll help you find someone he can. Richard's the kind of guy that you want on your team, on your speed dial for projects all around your home or office. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. You can always find more information at williamslawnmaintenance.com or find more information at on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to support the UTW podcast. End of our Friday show always moves us into high school sports, local high school sports that are uh, getting the season started, having a good time, hopefully having some success. Derek, we always start with North Point. Let's talk about the soccer team since our last show. Well, Matt, they started off 5-0. and oh. It's, uh, it's, it's been kinda, a struggle since. It's been a struggle oh, since. Gosh. They uh, played on Tuesday, played FACS, their se- second district uh, match in a row. Came away losing three to one. Three to one. Uh, three to one. So much closer so, than ECS. Much so closer than ECS. <laughs> uh, their uh, their one goal was scored by Hayden Moneymaker. Their record is now five and three, zero oh and two in district, and their mat- next match will be tonight. They're playing tonight at home versus Brighton. So let's hope they can do as well as the football team versus did versus Brighton last week. So they're playing a fr- they're playing on Thursday or Friday? Thursday. They're, oh, my bad. I'm That's sorry, tonight. they're playing tonight. Yeah. Uh, so again, when you listen to this, I've already played. We'll have the results for you on our Tuesday show. I was about to say, that would suck if they had a soccer match <laughs> during the football over there, game. Over there in the field, yeah. Not a lot of kids coming over to watch the soccer no. match. No offense. No, yeah. so tonight, uh, 6 p.m. versus Brighton. And again, let's hope they have as much uh, success as the football team did against Brighton. Uh, hopefully, let's get the record back to 6-3. and three. Sounds better than five and four. Next, moving to Lewisburg and Hernando Volleyball. So Lewisburg traveled, made the short trip to Hernando on Tuesday evening to take on the Lady Tigers in a rematch of a five-set thriller from about three weeks ago. The Lady Tigers were looking to get even while Lewisburg wanted to take the non-district regular season sweep. Hernando jumped out and took the first set 19-25. After that, the larger and more experienced front line of Lewisburg decided to take over. Lewisburg takes the second set, 25-13, the third set, 25-17, and then closed it out strong with a 25-6 fourth set. This win was emphatic, won by the Lady Patriots. Jada had 17 kills, 10 digs, 3 aces, and 1 block. Ella Grace had 14 kills, 3 digs, and 1 block. Bailey had 12 assists, 12 digs, and 4 aces. Lena had 10 kills, 7 digs, and 3 blocks. Allie Kate had 18 digs, 7 assists, and 3 aces. And Lillian had 10 digs and 2 aces. Lewisburg is now 8-9 and nine and will travel to Center Hill Thursday night for a district game. Hernando falls to 5-3 and three and is in Orange Beach for two matches Thursday night against Foley and Fairhope and then starts a weekend-long tournament tomorrow also in Orange Beach. So, again, they may have anywhere from – Five to six matches, Matt, over the next uh, two or three days. Well, Derek, I, I attended the game on uh, Tuesday and w- was my first high school volleyball match to see. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Big crowd. Um, you know, a lot of Lewisburg people came over. Yes, Hernando won the first set. And then the, the second, third, and fourth set, it was uh, – I mean, the, the second, third were a little bit closer score-wise. And then – the game was over. I mean, the the fourth set wasn't even competitive. Those girls were just running out the the string there. But uh, Lewisburg's a good volleyball team. Uh, let's see what Hernando can do uh, to kind of rebound. And, well, Hernando's and, young. Yeah, they're young. They're, uh, most of their best players, you know, not are, a lot of not a lot of height that's right, on the front right. end and so they're kind of having to work through that and, and what that looks like but good luck to the Hernando Lady Tigers for the uh, the trip down to, to, to the beach and uh, good luck there and, and Lewisburg of course as they travel on and look forward to continuing to uh, you know cover all your matches. All right, next, a North Point football. So now we're moving our football. This is the pre- previews for the three games that we have coming Friday night. 
First, North Point is coming off a win against Brighton and taking on Marshall County, Kentucky on a return trip from the Trojans trip there last year. That trip was a 40-point win for the Trojans. Marshall County is currently 2-0, and they beat Ballard Memorial 54-0 and Fulton County, Kentucky 54-6. So they have put up offense, but we'll need to find out how real this team is since last year they were also 2-0 before the Trojans played them. The Trojans will be led by quarterback Jack Patterson and Grayson Alford stepping up at both receiver and running back. The defense has played well in the first two games, and we'll need to continue that if the Marshall offense is for real. And Matt, I'm going to help. You said I have to predict from now on. I'm predicting a 35 to 20 Trojan victory in this game. I'm thinking Trojans by 15 or more. Okay, that's a big deal. 15, they're they're, yep. they're at home. You know, they're at home. I mean, the other teams traveling almost four hours or definitely over three, and um, they got just beat down last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're they're a little bit. The two and record from last year is, is a little bit sneaky. I think uh, North Point by by fifteen or more with the home crowd, big home crowd. I think they'll win uh, handily against Marshall County. And Matt, uh, now for the the mascot battle royale, a Trojan versus a Marshall. Okay, we talked about that last year. That's right. Trojan, I, man, I can't remember what we picked last year. A Marshall <laughs> was uh, going to be Marshall was going to be like what? Like, but, uh, are we talking about like uh, the a Rock? man? Oh uh, man, yeah, 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 we're talking about. Yeah. Oh my bad, a like, U.S. Marshall, uh, Wide Earp. Yeah, wider. There you this go. is a no-brain. Okay, so yep. wider versus a Trojan. Trojan uh, Handley. Uh, well, how do I take that back? Marshall's got a gun from across the cage. That, that, yeah, that Marshall's got a gun. Uh, wider. Trojans did not shot. have guns. No, they did not have guns. No. no. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Marshall. We can't have wider because he has a gun, but let's go with like a Marshall, like uh, like walking tall, like Marshall oh. uh, Buford Pusser, you know, something like that. <laughs> so we'll go with. I don't know. If, if oh, what he, was the guy's name? Um, if he has a gun, it's definitely going to happen. What was the guy's uh, name? The the series was set in Kentucky. Good-looking guy played him no on, on TV. Golly, I can't think of the name of it. Oh, it's going to drive him. Anyway, he was a marshal. Okay. Uh, he was a marshal. I'm going to go with a Trojan if they're fighting hand-to-hand. To hand hand-to-hand. Yeah, hand-to-hand. And if there's a gun, it's wide up all day. Oh, wide, all right. <laughs> Next, moving Lewisburg versus Bahalia. Now, Lewisburg is coming off a huge win. We against, did this one last year, too. I against think. the Gators versus Indian. of Lake Cormorant. Uh, Lewisburg is now 1-0 and will travel to Bahalia, all five or ten miles, uh, to take on the Indians. Matt, are you are they still allowed to have Indian mascots? They are. I In Bahalia, Mississippi, they do. Bahalia, Mississippi. Okay. Bahalia Indians. I have not noticed a lot of protesters outside of Brent, <laughs> Bahalia High School. Bahalia is coming off a 66 nothing loss, mm. pummeling by Ripley. This is the one team that Lewisburg beat last year, and I have a good feeling it will be another victory for the Patriots, who will double their win total from last year in the first two games. Home game? Is this, no, they're traveling to by hell, yeah, but okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict a final score, Matt, 44 nothing Patriots. Yeah, Lewisburg is um, – they're getting – they're starting to get some momentum, starting to figure some things out definitely in this early season. Uh, it's going to be a 40-plus win for the Patriots. They're going to take out maybe several years of frustration against the Bahia Indians. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I mean, that's okay. Which, the hell is, now, now, Matt, we're going to turn it. Tell me if you've heard this one this before. This has historical. Tell me if this is your first one. Patriot versus an Indian. Tell me if you've heard this before. No, we can look in the history books on this one. <laughs> we can look on the history book. Let me let me Google that. Uh, Patriot. Uh, yeah, Patriot over an Indian. Yeah, we're going to say the Patriots going to win Patriots, that one. Now, Patriots unless that unless one specific battle uh, last the Mohicans, there was yes. some brutal Indian. Oh, no, no, no. This is a this is a war. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, this. that was. Uh, and we're and we're making light of it, and shame on us for it. That but was that, terrible. You know, um, that uh, was. 
Man, that's a, that's a brutal. That's, that's Statistically, a brutal. we we can see the his yeah. yeah historically, it, 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 it took it took a couple hundred years, but it it we it yes it, the yeah. Patriots. Did if it's in a cage, yeah. I'm probably going to go the yeah yeah. But if it's maybe like if, if they if the Indian can run well, same thing. If the Indian can run on the horse and that type of stuff, how how cool were the horses where they had the hands on them and everything? Uh, yeah. yeah, those are really neat. Well, here's the thing. Like, but again, I think it's kind of like the Trojan Marshall situation. If it's hand to hand, I'm going to say Indian. Yeah, I'm going Indian. But if it's just, you know, Indian's bringing his, you know, whatever, he's got a knife, he's got a maybe a bow and arrow, it's who gets the shot right. off faster, right? Yeah, right so, sure. uh, have we lost some viewers? I mean, some listeners probably. I, maybe I'm, we've lost them. The same people that are that are turning it off because we're saying the word Indian are the same people that were upset about the uh, lion and tiger cage match. Well, I, I'm going to say, so, I'm going to say the Indian. Tune in next week. I'm going to say Indians. Uh, Minus one twenty five. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna give a slight edge to the Indians. Yeah, Indians we're go minus Indians over Patriots. Okay, not in the game because the Patriots are gonna kill the Indians. Yes, no, forty four nothing. Patriots. Big yes, time. Right. Big 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 game for Lewisburg. All right, final one. Again, we did this one last year. Literally, I think this is the exact same weekend we had week two exactly. last year. Hernando yes. at Cleveland Central last year. Of course, Cleveland Central came to Hernando. Hernando started off the season off with a good thirty four to nothing victory against Rosa Ford, and now we'll travel to Cleveland, Mississippi, to play Cleveland Central for a good road test. Now, again, as we mentioned, these teams met last year, and Hernando pulled out a close win at home, but Cleveland Central is coming off a good win at home against Murrah out of Jackson last week that they won 49-45. to The Hernando mm. defense will get a good test, but the offense should be able to keep up. I do look for a close game. I look for a Tigers to win this with a good ground game, 28-21. Matt, who do you got? Uh, Derek, I got to go against you on this one, buddy. Um, and I hope I'm wrong. I do hope I'm wrong. If, if Hernando will control the ball, if Fernando will use Tover Jones and the guys to control the ball, they, that's probably the way to go. You just said a team rolled up 49 points last week. Last year, Zach Wilkie's play got Hernando to the win against Cleveland Central. I'm going to say Cleveland Central is going to win this game. I don't know necessarily a score, but they're going to play at home uh, early in the season. Early in the right. season, it's tough to travel on the road. If they can score 49 points last week, I would venture to say Murrow was probably pretty athletic. I'm I mean, not yes. very disciplined, but probably pretty athletic. I'm going to probably have to go Cleveland Central by more than a touchdown okay. uh, this particular uh, game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Hernando brings back the victory, but I do have to go Cleveland Central is probably going to pay us back for last year when maybe the better team uh, didn't win last year and finally mascot royale matt a tiger versus a wolf Ooh, uh okay tiger easily Ti- tiger definitely it's the, si- it's the, the size, 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 size disadvantage but wolves are awesome wolves are really really <laughs> scrappy. awesome but, they're scrappy, yeah, scrappy. Uh, they're awesome they're beautiful but compared to a tiger that is not going to go I mean, probably well probably outweighed by what four or five hundred pounds yes I mean, tigers um, are massive right we're talking about a 600 pound gigantic cat <laughs> against a really souped up strong now if we're talking about like the uh, twilight dogs <laughs> The Twilight Wolves, those things were huge, weren't they? So when my boy, when my boy takes his shirt off and turns it to a wolf, that dude was ripped. That dude was ripped. When he took it seriously, the number, yeah. If you're sitting in, the, if you're sitting in a movie theater with your date, when that dude rips his shirt off, yeah, yeah, you're poor guy. That's the time to go. That's, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're sitting there. Your putting, date just ended. No, yeah, yeah. You're sitting there just feeding your face full of popcorn. And that dude hasn't eaten in six days <laughs> <laughs> he, he, on purpose. The director said, don't eat for six days. And he take t- a diuretic. Oh, just get, man, just he get rips his out. shirt off. Yes. And, yeah, your, your date grips the, the seat <laughs> next to you or the handle of the seat next to you. You got no shot. Yeah. So that wolf may have won. Okay. However, the, yes. a wolf versus an actual tiger, we're, we're giving it to the tigers. Derek, you never know what you're going to hear on the UTW podcast. And that's the kind of show we have, and we hope you enjoy it. I did have a nice lady who uh, shall remain nameless. She mentioned she grabbed me on Tuesday and said, 
said, hey, you guys got to have a good show on Friday because I'm going to be traveling and definitely want to listen to it. So we uh, hope we uh, provided some laughs and, and had some fun for this particular show. And we continue to say it. Thank you to all the young people. Good luck all season long. Good luck this Friday for safety, of course. Uh, safety is most important, but have a wonderful time enjoying hopefully victories uh, on the field. If you enjoy our show, share it. Send it to friends. Send it to family. Send them the Apple link, the Spotify link, whatever it is. Help us continue to grow and enjoy our UTW podcast. Also, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you listen to our show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. OB Pod covers the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also do a deep dive into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch Athletics. Release a show early on Monday mornings, OB Pod. Look them up today. Friday's show always ends the same way. want to encourage you to visit a local church this weekend. If you've been passing by a church for years, going to school, going to work, something like that, and want to know when their times are, every church in Hernando is going to have a Facebook page or some type of website to let you know when those service times are. Please consider stopping in. Let this Sunday be the first day you start going back to church. Maybe even consider joining a Sunday school class as well. Be a great way to kick off this fall, returning to church. But Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Yeah.